guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to a new year. We've now been doing this for a couple years, and we're continuing to do this for the year of the New Testament. So thanks so much for everybody always being with us through all of these. And we're excited to study the New Testament with you this year for Bombites. So one of the things I wanted to do to start off this year of the New Testament is I wanted to go back and rewind just a couple of weeks to the last verse of the Old Testament. Now, The way I've got this set up is, I call it Malachi chapter 4, verse number 7. Now, I give air quotes with 7 because 7 isn't a verse, but it is the very last thing that is said in the Old Testament. You go to the very bottom of the page, last page, it says, the end of the prophets, which really seems pretty ominous. It's like, and we're done with prophetic revelation. Now, you notice the little asterisk right there. It says, the end of the books of the prophets of the Old Testament. Now, what's interesting is this is about 430 BC or so. Now, what happens is you don't see another prophet till about 30 AD. Now, his name, you know him well, his name is John the Baptist. So he is the very next prophet. So problem is, is we have a 400-ish year gap between the end of the Old Testament and all of a sudden we're in the New Testament and we're talking about John the Baptist. And so the question is, what happened during this 400-ish year period. So what we've got is a thing called the intertestamental period. A lot of people don't know about this, and, and I've studied about this a little bit. I've read books about this. I've read articles about this. I've watched all kinds of videos about this. We could talk about this for days. We're going to talk about this for five minutes today. How's that? I'm going to give you a little, just an overview of what took place in here. So what we cover in this episode, I think, is going to help you set up a lot of the things that you're going to see as you study the New Testament. You're going to be introduced to uh, groups of individuals whose whose origins kind of started around this intertestamental period. Now, to set this up, I want to backtrack to about 537 BC. This was when the Jews were allowed back into Jerusalem to rebuild their temple by the Persians. So as they went back and started rebuilding, there was a group of individuals there called the Samaritans. Okay. Now, the guide to the scriptures says, the biblical people who lived in Samaria after the northern kingdom of Israel was captured by the Assyrians. So here we have that captivity. The Samaritans were partly Israelite and partly Gentile, and their religion was a mixture of Jewish and pagan beliefs and practices. So what happened is these individuals, these Samaritans, wanted to help the Jews rebuild the temple. And the Jews are like, "Uh uh-uh, we don't like you. We don't like the way you guys worship, and so we're going to do this ourselves. Well, the Samaritans are like, fine, we're going to take our ball and go play somewhere else. So they went about 40 miles north of there to Mount Gerizim, and they built their own temple. And so you have two temples, which means you ended up with competing worship of Jehovah and different things like that, which started to create a lot of problems. Now, as you keep going with that, when there's no longer prophetic utterance during that time period, no more prophetic revelation, someone's got to take the lead. And so you got these guys called the scribes. Now, the scribes were the ones, these were the smart guys who would interpret the scriptures. Also, they were copyists of the scriptures, meaning that if you wanted a set of scriptures or you wanted certain verses, you would go to them. They would copy it down for you. You wouldn't just go rent a Deseret book and pick yourself up a new set of scriptures. They had to copy these things down. As many of us know, we believe the Bible to be the word of God as far as it is translated correctly, right? That's our eighth article of faith. 
So what you've got here is these scribes who are writing things down on the scribes, whether it is human error or whether it is personal bias or whether at that time period there was also a switching of the languages. The languages went from Hebrew to Aramaic. And so during that time period, you also have these guys that are like, they're translating things over. There's things lost in translation. You got this scribe versus this scribe. And they kind of become pseudo prophets in the sense that they fill that void that the people have had without having a prophet. And so they're starting to follow these scribes and there's no unity amongst these scribes. And so you got all of these groups starting to form. So there's really no unity as these scribes are all trying to bring people to their own viewpoints. Well, in the early third century, you've got a group called the Greeks, okay? Greeks led by Alexander the Great. They come in, they wipe out the Persians and occupy all of that Jewish territory. And the Greeks are powerful. And they bring in an interesting uh, philosophy, very worldly philosophy with them to where many of the Jews actually wanted to start kind of spreading out a little bit. And they go out to all of these Greek occupied cities and they start to kind of spread out there and start to learn a little bit more of the ways of the world. Now, many new occupations also start coming in during this time period, occupations like tax collectors, which is certainly gonna play into our study of the New Testament this year. You also have what are called day laborers, just men who are just hired for the day to be able to work. You have a group called the Sanhedrin, which is like a governing body of Jews that starts leading the way through this process. And also during this time period is where the scribes started translating the Old Testament into Greek, which is what they had in the New Testament time period. So they're studying from the Greek. It's called the Septuagint. And so that's what they studied from there. Now, in about 167 BC, the Greeks had largely taken over the temple with their own pagan worship. And there's a group of Jews that are just like, oh, we're not going to take this anymore. And so what happens? It's a small family and it's led by a guy by the name of Judah Maccabee. Maccabee Maccabee means hammer. So this is Judah the hammer. He sounds like a great WWE character, right? So what happens is they stage this revolt. It's called the revolt of the Maccabees. And they go in and in a couple years, they're able to gain control of the temple again. And this group goes in and they have a feast and it's an eight day feast of rededicating the temple and you know it as Hanukkah. And so you got this Maccabees who come in and they're able to rebuild that temple worship. Now, during this time period, you have two groups of individuals who become very, very important in your study of the New Testament. They are called the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, both of these groups claim their own right to interpreting the scriptures. These are well-to-do individuals. The Pharisees were more focused on the oral law, like food laws and the number of steps you take on the Sabbath day. They wanted to re-enthrone the law of Moses. And so they looked down also at other people who did not share their same zeal for the law of Moses, which we see that problem all through the New Testament. They particularly did not like Jesus and Jesus really didn't care for how they treated the law as well. It was more of a cultural thing, which again, we never see that in our own day, correct? So then you've got the Sadducees. The Sadducees are men who believed in the first five books of Moses, and that was basically it. They didn't believe in any of the other prophets, which means they didn't believe in the coming of the Messiah. They didn't believe in the resurrection. Now you go forward to about 67 BC, and you've got a group called the Romans, and the Romans come in. 
powerful military power. So they come in and they occupy Jerusalem to where the Jews are now under Roman Empire. They set up a lot of puppet kings and a puppet leaders. Like one of them is a guy by the name of Herod, which we read about you know a couple weeks ago as you were reading through Luke chapter 2 with your families. You read about Herod. You read about some of these other individuals, some of the others that come in. There's a man by the name of Pontius Pilate who you're going to become familiar with as well. So they put in these puppet leaders during this time period as the Romans are in control. Now Herod, we talked about, did turn the temple into really a great place of worship, which leads us to a particular priest in the New Testament named Zacharias, who one day was in the temple doing what he was supposed to be doing, and he stayed a little bit longer, and the people were worried about him because an angel showed up to him talking about how he and his wife Elizabeth, his barren wife Elizabeth, we'll talk about them later this week, it's going to give birth to a son by the name of John, which is how we then end up with John the Baptist, who prepares the way for the Lord Jesus Christ, who happens also to be his cousin. So there you go. There's your little intertestamental time period. Did I skip some details? Absolutely. If you want to go through and read about each one of those, you're welcome to. It's some cool stories, but it sets up as we start talking about people like the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Romans and the Samaritans. If you understand that origin, that's going to help you as you're going through your study of the New Testament this year. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed and have a great day.